What's your best crazy frog impersonation? That really ages us. Well, hey, welcome to the Little Film Podcast Extra. So this is a little roundup of uh, some of the films that we've seen this year or seen in 2018, but not reviewed on the pod. Obviously, we've gone into too much detail about probably a dozen now of, uh, of the films, the type of film we actually do review in detail here. Some of the big films, some of the other ones, but of course, there's more than 12 films released in a year. So let's uh, get some thoughts on your best and worst from the last 12 months ollie okay so i've got three or four favorite films of this year well say favorite best films of the year which we haven't reviewed number one would be a quiet place uh which was directing and starring i can never pronounce his surname john krasinski uh and also starring his wife in real life uh emily blunt and it's a uh horror film um I've completely forgotten what it's about. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you really enjoyed that one, isn't it? About no, it's only because I watched Bird Box the other day, which is like oh, very. It's like the very similar, the other the sense other, version, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So let me just let me just. It's sound in this one. Sound in the quiet place. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, basically about uh, it's in a sort of post-apocalyptic-y kind of world where there's these sort of alien creatures. Uh, which attack and kill humans if they hear sound, basically. So the majority of the film is in quiet. Um, it's all done with sign language. Uh, and there are parts where there is um, sort of vocal performance as well, but it's fantastic. Really, really good. The mallard. Yeah, it's, it's a really, really good film. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which I'm sure a lot of other people will mention. Uh, and uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, which I thought was... A really, really fantastic, great, exciting, enjoyable action film, which you saw recently. I David. saw that recently. We watched that as our Christmas Day film, cracking Christmas Day film, actually. And one more from me. Uh, you Were Never Really Here, the Joaquin Phoenix film, which came out earlier this year about a disturbed and troubled um, hitman, uh, which is, I thought was, yeah, really fantastic, by the director of um, We Need to Talk About Kevin. We've also got Dave, Pat and Adam here, uh, so let's let them get one in or more Dave? uh so yeah I'd, I'd agree with all of ollie's i think they're they're all good uh i also really enjoyed this year sicario 2 i don't know if anyone here saw sicario i like the original i haven't yeah. seen the second one the second one i think is just as good if not better and i love dennis Villeneuve, uh, but he didn't direct the second one it was directed by one of the um film filmmakers involved in the gomorrah tv series again i don't know if anyone here watches that you love that don't gomorrah. You? i do love it it's brilliant so I thought that was great. Uh, they Shall Not Grow Old. I think a lot of us watched that as well. The world, Peter Jackson's World War One documentary. Phantom Thread. I don't know if anyone saw that. Daniel Day-Lewis's last film. Very good about a dressmaker uh, falling in love. <laughs> it's much better than that, obviously. But uh, Pat, I can see you're itching to get in. Out of everything I saw this year, I think Three Billboards is my, my film of the year, I think. And I think it's the one that will possibly best 
stand the test of time, maybe. I was thinking a bit about the shape of water. Even when reviewing that and when, when watching that, I thought it, it was walking a line between being good and being at it was at, it was at risk of being quite silly or laughable the more i think of it now kind of after watching it and processing it i i wonder how it'll be how it'll come to be regarded because i think it, it's got more something like that has more that i thought was like not quite as good in it or more possible negatives than um three billboards i thought was uh yeah the overall the, the strongest film i think best of the rest yeah there are any others, Pat, to offer? No, I have nothing more. To <laughs> <laughs> right, Adam's got a lot written down. Get on the mic. Can I squeeze in a bit? Daddy Daycare 4. How's that? Can you hear me now? Bit close. Yeah. Um, I started watching You Were Never Really Here on New Year's Eve, because you may be able to tell from my voice. I've, not, I've been feeling a bit poorly this week. Uh, didn't go out on New Year's Eve started watching that film had to give up after half an hour couldn't get into it at all it's really slow i know like it, that's kind of that's like one of the reasons why people like it because it's a very slow burn i think i just couldn't get into it, it partly it may have partly been because i was feeling really bad but yeah i just can get through it my film of the year is probably shape of water but i know that we've <laughs> you specifically <laughs> said that we couldn't pick films the, the, the parameters yeah, that I not created the question, yeah. best of the rest best please. of the rest films that we haven't reviewed so uh, you've mentioned Mission Impossible Fallout which is yeah one of the best action films I've seen for a long time so beyond that I would say um, I, Tonya, does anyone else watch that? Oh. Uh, Tonya Harding um, Winter Olympics scandal from that was right at the start of the year wasn't it yeah back in january or february i really enjoyed that and um margot robbie's performance is superb so that i thought was great and darkest hour i I know patrick you've talked about darkest hour on the pod before but i watched that on a plane and thoroughly enjoyed it it's quite it's uh it's quite sweeping isn't it it's it's quite a sort of it borders on the jingoistic at times but it's a very well it's an amazing performance from gary oldman isn't it it's a bit like a Daniel Day-Lewis film in that sometimes you get the feeling they're just they're just created just for him to do an acting performance. I did think some of the more minor characters in Darkest Hour were done well, but it's it's quite dominated by the the Gary Oldman performance and um certainly the reviews and the kind of reaction to it. It's that's that's what everyone's sort of talking about. I was just I was thinking about that actually what you just said. And it's it's amazing. Every Daniel Day Lewis film, when you watch it afterwards, you just want to like quote him in whatever voice he's decided to do. It's yeah. just, it's the same with Phantom Thread. I like I highly recommend watching it just because it's him being brilliant again and like just saying things that you kind of want to. It's quite a funny one. It, maybe it's that classic thing of if someone's too successful or too popular, then they start to actually divide opinion. But there are quite a lot of people, I think, even within film within the world of film um but also just people i speak to who are like oh, i'm really not a fan of danny day lewis at all and think that he just like possibly has like one dial or his dial stuck on like turned right up and i don't necessarily mean that in terms of volume but just in terms of like i am acting <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely yeah uh, but he's acting i i, I like that i, I do you know, there there are different types of actor out there. And like Jack Nicholson's another actor that people um, will say that about as well. He's just sort of yeah. very, ex- he's extreme. There, I think after There Will Be Blood, there were, it was sort of universally accepted that Daniel Day-Lewis was like the greatest actor of all time. 
Well, I mean, that performance is another one, though, which is amazing. Both uh, that film and this one are scored as well by Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead, which is which also just adds like an air to them. Just the switch, uh, switch tone, slum what worst film of the year, worst film you saw in the last sort of 12. Well, hang on, Tony, you haven't given us your best film. Yeah. Well, I tend to watch films at least a year after they've come out, so I'm giving you my best film of 2017, if I can remember it. Back but to no, the future. I want to know, know what your worst film is. Just before I do that, I just want to make a special mention to uh, A Star Is Born, which I know we reviewed, but i probably say we'd all agree the biggest surprise of the year. There's a lot of, not negativity, but there people weren't, well, us guys weren't that excited about seeing it. I was excited about seeing it, but... The rest of the crew weren't. But it actually turned out to be one of our highest rated films of the year and was a real pleasant surprise. And for me, it's my film of the year, even though it was not the highest score I gave of the year, but I think it was my favourite film of the year. And even though that wasn't the question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's good though. Biggest surprise, that's good. Have you seen... Um, I watched a Robert Pattinson film on... I think it was on Netflix or something, which is bizarre... And is that when he's a robber or something? Yeah. Or, yeah. Have you seen that? I've I've got it to watch. It's yeah. supposed to be quite good, isn't it? it, it I am it's called like certain Hush or something. that it'll divide opinion, and I think it does just divide opinion. But it's it's utterly bizarre. But I watched that uh, with my brother and a couple of others, and Robert Pattinson can act like he's he's amazing in it. That was like my surprise of the. But I mean, don't think that's from 2018 anyway. It's probably <laughs> probably 2017. Yeah, I think he well, he's just tainted by the brush of Twilight, isn't he? Yeah, but and this makes it. It's like you know, the thing about DiCaprio was really um, unsure of whether he would do Titanic when you know all all that time ago because it was like too big or too mainstream a thing. And he wanted to do interesting projects. I mean, I'm not saying that Robert Pattinson is like DiCaprio, but you know, he'll be remembered and thought of in terms of Twilight. But this film made me realize that like he can act, and even like I saw the. Um, the David Cronenberg one that he's in as well, um, Cosmopolis, yeah. which is bizarre. Uh, but I also thought he was pretty good in that. But yeah, it's worth watching that. That um, <laughs> If we could remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Ollie hasn't seen it, actually. I think you'd really enjoy it. It's, it's it bizarrely... It's on my Netflix it's list. It's bizarrely realistic parts of it. And then weird, like, sort of offbeat, and there's a whole part in like a closed-down fairground and stuff. It's, it's really weird, but... Adam. Well, I was just going to say, we know Robert Pattinson can act from Harry Potter because of the uh, not a bad place for a bath. Line. <laughs> it's a good bit. No, I was going to say, um, surprise of the year. I don't know whether this falls into this category, but for, we didn't re- review on the podcast. We were going to, and then we didn't, which was a shame given how big a film it's turned out to be. Uh, Infinity War. Um, Avengers Infinity War. Sorry, yeah. Avengers colon Infinity War. <laughs> Avengers 3 Infinity War. I mean, we might end up reviewing the the follow-up, so I won't say too much. But I I would admit to being surprised by how not that bad it was. Far too long, and having not really seen many Marvel movies at all, I had no idea what was going on most of the time. But I did enjoy myself, which I was not expecting to going into it. So I will concede that, perhaps. It's it's interesting, that, because that's on a number of top films of the year list at number one which it wasn't for me but it's just well, it's actually got quite an interesting story with an interesting bad guy which is yeah. not something you could say about a lot of marvel films like. i haven't seen it but it the, the very fact that it's 
being considered as decent is worrying because it just means there'll be a whole million more of them made and they won't all be good. Well, there we go. Yeah, lots to reflect on. But what are we looking forward to in the next couple of months specifically? What kind of re- what are we going to be reviewing? What are we looking forward to? Well, I know that there's quite a lot of uh, Marvel negativity, including my own Marvel negativity. But I'm quite looking forward to Captain Marvel, which comes out in in March, which is the first Marvel film about a female superhero. I know we've had Wonder Woman already, which is DC one a few years ago, but I think this film is long overdue and actually looks quite fun. It looks like it's set in the 90s and I've got a real love of the 90s, so I'm I'm keen for that. Um, There's a lot of hype and a lot of talk about the Olivia Colman. The um, favourite. The favourite. So that'll be an interesting one to to do. Um, Actually, I saw on the list that we'd made for films coming out next year, um, uh, Pet Cemetery. I don't know at all how that'll be done, but I th- it's probably the most frightening thing I've I've ever either read or watched was the was reading the book of Pet Cemetery, um, and I think quite a few people list it as being like, up there in terms of the kind of scariest things they've more than it. Um, good question. It's probably those two. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen King's real fucker. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to watching that then. Yeah. Two words. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like it's going to be really good as well, I think. That's... Two words. Spider-Man. <laughs> is that coming? No. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Actually... There is actually a new Spider-Man oh, film. I really hope we find out how Spider-Man got his powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Detective Pikachu. Ryan Reynolds is uh, playing yeah, Pikachu, so that's going to be good, that. yeah. Tone? Tone? Well, a couple of things that make it difficult for me to answer. One is I don't really watch trailers anymore, and I actively avoid watching trailers in the cinema. Uh, I don't even re- posters. Yeah, I do want to see a poster, but maybe not a trailer. Uh, I've sent, I think I've I'm, sent I'm, you a I'm, list uh, of films. The other well, I'm, I'm I'm doing a, a personal um, like ban on trailers. Yeah, a teaser. If I see that it's like twenty seconds long, then maybe. But a teaser. Yeah, a two minute right. trailer. They, they, the other the genre th- trailers is has been ruined. Really, there seems to be more. Looking at the list of films, certainly. I done this is just anecdotal. There, there seems to be more. The, just, there's just this, the sequels are becoming ever more Stacking absurd. Up, yeah, they? yeah. So there's Joker, which is a prequel to all the Batman films. Yeah, there's a lot of nonsense Disney remakes. There's which four Disney remakes, I think, next year. Yeah. So there's a Aladdin, Dumbo, The Lion King, and I think I read somewhere that there might even be a Jungle Book two coming out. I say nonsense. They'll probably be very nice movies, but do we need them? We've talked about this before anyway. But uh, one thing definitely looking forward to is Irishman or The Irishman. Oh, yeah. but is that going to be on Netflix now? Yes. Yeah. But they are. it's going to have a short-run cinema cinematic release, but probably here in Guernsey, it won't be in the Mallard. Uh, so what is it? It's Scorsese, Pacino, De Niro. Pesky. And it must be the first film that Joe Pesci has done for quite a long time probably since lethal weapon 4 but anyway that that that's been sort of been in the offing and talked about for for quite a while and yeah intrigued to see how that one turns out maccas i uh, got quite a few i'm looking forward to this year i'm really looking forward to us which is the new film by jordan peele who did get out the new it film chapter two i'm looking forward to uh once upon a time in hollywood which is a new quentin tarantino film with um dicaprio yeah, and Pitt. And Pitt, so that's going to be interesting. Not so much looking forward to the film, but I'm looking forward to seeing what Joaquin Phoenix does with the Joker. And there's a little film coming out called Brightburn, which looks really interesting. I saw the trailer for it, and I thought, 
all oh, right, so doing a Superman Origins story, but it completely turns on its head in the trailer and it's not what you think it is. And it looks really quite interesting. I know, Dave, you saw the trailer. Yeah, it looks quite dark, actually. It looks quite good. Yeah. So is it a Superman Origins story? Uh, well, it's, a, it's a kid with a red cape, so it very much looks like Superman, but it's. N- well, it, I don't think it is. No, so I think it's. I think it's a trailer that's safe to watch to pique your interest without giving away too much mm. of what's going to happen with mm. it. At least, definitely the one that we've seen, but that's probably a teaser. It's kind of jumping on the fact that obviously there's loads of superhero films, but it looks like it's actually. Do you remember? Um, was it Chronicle? Yeah. That came out a few years ago. It looks like it's gone a bit more in that direction. It looks like the omen meets Superman. Mm. The whole phenomenon of Superman is it's just a tragedy, really, that like we've talked about this before, Beth, about how interestingly you could do that story or do the implications of having someone on Earth who could do who's basically in you know um a god. Like the idea of what you could do with that, like politically, like he could stroll into any war zone, into any meeting, into anything, he could like uh, control anyone but they just never do anything of interest with it. I, I also quite enjoy the when people point out how badly Superman uses his powers. I know it's they'd never do this as a film, but like people point out he's like saving one person from like a helicopter and they're like, you have x-ray vision. You could, you could use that in like medicine or you could like turn some sort of like contraption super fast to like power this, you know, it's just like, yeah. but it's, it's, it's amazingly like underutilized sort of superman's abilities and it's just a it's a character that's just never been done well so maybe one day there'll be a superman film that's actually interesting because i do think it's it's actually such potential with with that idea mm-hmm. yeah so perhaps I one we're looking forward to one day seeing a, yeah. a good yeah. superman film yeah well, i, I think maybe it, not it, next actually. year maybe yeah. just make yeah. it i think that's harsh on christopher reeve but yes can i just raise one final point this time next year we would have seen Star Wars Episode Nine because that was out in December. That's a good point, yeah. How are we feeling about that? Mm. Uh, I was thinking about that today, actually, and I'm growing, as a probably a bit of a fanboy, quietly optimistic now. I mean, it won't it, be worse than the last one. Well, that's mm. exactly what I was thinking. I was like, to be honest, now my expectations have gone down so low. I was so annoyed about the whole Han Solo project that by the time this film comes around... I'll probably be ready for some more Star Wars. Could be like, yeah, it's like England at the World Cup. You sort Low of start, expectations, but then, yeah, yeah. But then, like, if they made like Sex Lives of the Potato Men two, I'd also assume it would be better than the first <laughs> one. So it's not necessarily. Uh, Adam, I think it's got a joke. We it's better not have. A joke. I was just going to say that's how they get you, though, Dave, isn't it? That's exactly how they get you because, it, it, like, the Last Jedi, as we talked about at length, was so bad. That there there should be no like we shouldn't be excited for the next one, but because time goes by and because it's Star Wars, I like you. I'm starting to think I'm quite looking forward to Episode <laughs> Nine actually, especially because this was the first Christmas for a few years without a Star Wars movie in the build up, and it did feel like I felt like I was missing something, and it was Star Wars. I just and think- so I'm starting to feel like yeah yeah I'm looking forward to Episode Nine, but I shouldn't be because Last Jedi I hated Last Jedi so much. <laughs> I do think there's not any other franchise out there at the moment where I'll get as excited, like genuinely, like emotionally excited about watching the film as I will about that Star Wars film. Jurassic Park? No, because I know the, the Jurassic Park films are all shit. 
Yeah, no, that, Jurassic that, Park's no, that's, dead. That's Jurassic wrong. Park the, but is the Jurassic, dead. The Jurassic, Careful. The, oh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park on there. The Jurassic Park films no, are all no, shit. No, no, no. The Jurassic World films. Did, yeah. I meant to say Jurassic World films. Wow. The Jurassic World films are shit. You can just edit it. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Jurassic Park films. He's, he's worried now, isn't he? But well, the, I just been, think like there's no. The, you don't have expectation with the Jurassic World films. I'm not sat around going, I'm really excited. I sit, I sit around with the Jurassic World ones being apprehensive about how bad they'll be. Whereas with Star Wars... I'm optimistic. And that's the magic of Star Wars. I do agree with you, Tone. That you look at what's coming up and it does just part of me cringes or is somewhat sad that even when you think back to the films that the Little Film Podcast has reviewed, how many are entirely new? Like not based, you know, maybe not even like a, if you take out like biopics, just a new idea or not like somehow based on another film. If you think of so many of the films we saw and liked, it's just filmmakers out there like coming up with just doing something different, doing something new. Um, and I don't want anything to like skew my rating system, but when it's just something different, I'm kind of, uh, and that's done well. I just think it's, uh, that's what we want. Up it's, until it's, different, I would have said Mortal Engines, but then you said done well. Yeah. It's not necessary, like, because I think you can have, done well without the different and still really enjoy a film like mission impossible for example this year there's nothing that new about it it's just really well executed and no done. yeah sure but but again the, that's one thing but it's like those films are very very rarely going to be like this is one of the great films you know what i mean when it's like the seventh in a franchise or whatever it is they're never going to be on lists of like truly great films of that of that period really i like how often is something which is like the fourth or fifth of like a, a series ever going to be considered like... I'd agree with you to great. a point, but I think like the Marvel films, for example, would contradict that because a lot of the later ones are now considered the best ones. Things like Thor Ragnarok, I didn't like it so much, but Black Panther, the latest Avengers are yeah. considered to be better. Like the second Captain America film is considered to be better. Yeah, than the it other. is probably better. And, and but- the, the Mission Impossible films, again, are ones which I think after the sort of low points of the second and third in that. Yeah. And now every single time they come out, people think True. they're and better I don't, and better. I don't disagree with you. And that's the same point as the Star Wars one. It's like they've done some new ones in the last few years and a couple have been fairly good and a couple have been terrible and some, you know, one's been really good. But it's still just like, there's not that much possibility there of like something great and new. You know, the, the films that, you well, consider like, your, yeah. your favourite films of the last, like, since you've been alive. Mm. It was just, like, just something different. I, I do agree with that to a point. <laughs> because, like, Blade Runner and Mad Max were amazing films. Amazing films, and I'll remember those for a long time, and they weren't mm. Not Blade Runner. original. Of the Marvel ones you mentioned, though, like, Avengers might be good but it's no one's going to really care about it in 20 years black they panther no, possibly no, no. because it is i'm going to stop you there they will we won't mm, who will people Fans like of- children today in the same way that we love jurassic no, park and everything like right, that actually. avengers yeah. infinity war is going to be one of those films that they genuinely say is one of the best films they've ever seen for years and years and years i should probably watch it like i got it if you want to borrow it <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'll pass yeah, yeah. it's also huh? Sky Movies as well <laughs> he's got it there on his shelf one, one thing you talk about originality like we didn't none of us have seen it but like a real surprise to a lot of people this year was the new Spider-Man film Into the Spider-Verse which has been getting amazing reviews across the board and people went into that 
just think oh, it's just been another spider-man film but they'd like taken a completely different direction in it with the character and also the animation and how the film's done so i think there are still these film companies are trying still trying to do do we find out how he got his power <laughs> <laughs> tone worst film either that we've reviewed or haven't reviewed in the last year uh, or, or most mo- disappointed it's like what's well the worst de- definitely most dis- very quick fire definitely most disappointed mortal engines okay possibly worse too okay ollie um worst without a doubt king of thieves most disappointing mm. one i'm not gonna say really disappointed <laughs> but one which didn't quite live up to the hype for me was ladybird which i watched the other day which has been getting very good reviews but i didn't think it was amazing dave uh yeah worse mortal engines no problem answering that question adam uh i should say that the mortal engines episode of the podcast is probably not going to be out by the time people are hearing this so it's a bit of a a spoiler for our upcoming episode that reminds me actually and i didn't do you like you said as host the three things you have to do is read out the synopsis (laughs) the scores and give the no spoiler (laughs) warning (laughs) which i definitely didn't do so i'm out the job there you go your own way tony you're a maverick i'm just looking back at what we reviewed that's worst film i feel bad saying this but it might be the guernsey movie and most disappointing i'd say jurassic world 2 fallen kingdom because i i thought that was going to be quite good and it wasn't pat i think worst in that from start to finish i thought it was awful was probably annihilation and most disappointing last jedi we have reviewed that, some that last jedi can we just go back in time here that came out in december of 2017 yeah, yeah, okay. I'd, I'd say last jedi as well if that's included yeah. it's well, we did review it in 2018 yeah. It's yeah, not, it, it's yeah. a 2017 film but it was that bad it was still bothering you in 2018 oh, yeah. still bothering me now it's a lingering smell that yeah. film well we have reviewed some uh pretty terrible films in uh in 2018 haven't we I guess our aim isn't just to review the good or the bad, is it? It's to review things that pique our interest. So there we go. Plenty more of that to come in 2019. Uh, but yeah, see ya. Cheerio. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Cheers. everyone. Bye. Looking forward to the next year. <laughs>